Well, in the summer holidays, I um, chose the subject of journeys. So Godfrey, some time ago, he got me a book because he saw lots of paper when I used to do the house group at his, paper everywhere. So I think he thought I ought to be organised and put it in a book. And if I go back probably quite a few pages, I could speak straight from what I spoke to you in August. But I haven't. I've got a completely different um, talk tonight. And I don't know about you, journey throws up all sorts of different things, different modes of transport, different journeys, both very difficult, some exciting, some fearful, some worrying, all sorts of emotions, some journeys very short, some journeys very long. Then we've got life's journey. And what we're hoping to do today, or what I'm hoping to do um, with God's help, is just to look at three of the Christmas journeys, but then more importantly, how them journeys affect us today. What can we learn from them journeys? What is God trying to tell us here in 2022, right this morning? And I believe God can reveal things individually each to us because he is powerful. I can't do that, but through God's spirit, God can speak right into our very hearts and very lives and have a real impact on them. He wants to reveal things. So I'm going to pray just for God's help because I know in my own strength I can't do it, but God can speak to each one of us because he loves us and he cares for us. Dear Heavenly Father, just take these words, just take away my Lord, just speak through me, and I just pray for each one of us this morning. Thank you that each one of us is loved by you. Each one is important and you want to reveal something to us that is precious, something to encourage us, something to perhaps put us right back on the right path, something just to help us and take into the new week, something that can last a lifetime. Thank you that you can do all these things because you're such a great God. Help me, I pray, as we look into this subject. In Jesus' name. Amen. So, I don't know what journeys conjures up, but we're going to look at three people. The first one, I'm not going to read all of the Bible verses. You can do that. But I am going to read the first journey. I'm going to read the first seven verses. The first journey we're going to look at is Mary and Joseph's journey. Um, and I'm going to read um, from Luke 2, 1 seven and it this in those days caesar augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire roman world this was the first census that took place while quinerius was governor of syria and everyone went off to their own town to register so joseph went up from the town of nazareth in galilee to judea to bethlehem the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloths, placed him in a manger, because there was no guest room available for them. And I don't know about you, um, just imagine, just imagine this journey. Mary was heavily pregnant, soon to have a child. And just at that time, she hears 
news of this decree, that she's got to go and do this journey all the way to Bethlehem. Now, it was about 70 miles as the crow um, flies, but they reckon the actual journey was probably about 100 miles. We don't know how long that journey took. Probably, probably, I would say four or five days she probably took. She was possibly on a donkey. Possibly. We don't know that, but she was possibly on it. But the roads weren't like they are today. This journey would have been so uncomfortable. Just imagine, and us fellas can't imagine what that was like, I know, but just imagine being as heavily and every time that donkey's hooves went down, the jolt, the uncomfortableness mustn't have been awful. And what did they go there for? It wasn't to claim child support or it wasn't anything to do with that. It was just simply because the Romans wanted the Jewish people to pay taxes, so they wanted to register to make sure that the money was available for them and they were to be counted. Now, on this trip, remember, there wouldn't have been a travel lodge or a premier inn on the way. You know, when we do a journey, we plot, we go there. She would have probably had to sleep on a hard ground. My wife doesn't like camping, but this would have made a sizable camping experience look like a luxury hotel. For my girls, there was no McDonald's en route that you could quickly find... Um, something to eat. This journey would have been absolutely horrendous, to be fair. It would have been hard work. They would have had to carry so much. I'm sure Joseph felt awful as well. Not an easy situation at all. I want to show you a next slide. This isn't part of my Christmas story. Does anybody know who this is? I should hope you do. (laughs) Cheeky monkey. I can't sing like him anyway. This is Robbie Williams. All right. This chap supposedly has got everything. He's got fame. He lives a very free life. You know, he once went on a shopping spree in Los Angeles and bought seven brand new cars. Amongst them was a brand new Ferrari, a brand new Porsche, and a Mercedes. In my, in my thing that I wrote, it didn't say what the other four was. Within a week, he wished he hadn't bought any of them. He was fed up with them. In his song, Feel, that some of you will know, he talks about a gap inside him, a gap that can only be filled by love. You know, within every one of us, within every one of us, your neighbours, yourself here, I believe he built us all with a hole in our soul, which can only be filled by one thing. Robbie Williams says it's love. I think it is love but knowing that you are loved and by the love of God. So what has that got to do with the last bit of story? We'll go in on slide four. You know, just before Joseph um, 
obviously an angel visited Joseph because he wasn't the father. It was, con- it was conceived by the Holy Spirit. This was um, revealed to Joseph. Obviously, he was going to just quietly not marry um, Mary, not to disgrace her. But when he found out the truth, obviously, um, it changed the thing. But he was told to name that child Emmanuel. Who, what does Emmanuel mean? God is with us. You know, if there's one thing I want you to take away from this talk, the first thing that I think is so important about the journey, whatever you are going through, however you feel, most painful, abandoned, confused, broken, ecstatic, joyful, wounded, Wherever you are in journey, this journey would have been horrendous for Mary and Joseph. I believe whatever you go through, what God wants to share to us through the Christmas story is God is with us. Whatever situation you face, whether good or bad, we can be assured if you're a Christian here today that God is with us. And the incredible thing is God is with people. God is desperate for people to respond to him. So God will reveal his love to our neighbours, the people who we come in contact as well, just to try and to reveal something of his love. Next thing I've got there. God's greatest works are often... Sorry, now, one back. God's greatest works are often in our difficult journeys. Did you notice in that story... You know, God didn't flatten the road out for Mary. She would have filled every jolt if she was walking on the donkey. When she got to Bethlehem, there was no luxury inn available. She had to go to probably the most difficult place. And what I wanted to share is, on our journeys, we're not promised that everything will be easy, everything will go our way, everything will be just right, just like that sense has seemed completely the wrong time. You know, and let's be honest, sometimes in our journeys we can think, why ever God? Why ever now? Why did you do that to that family? I can't understand that. Why did that happen? And we have to be honest, we've all got them questions. Why do they just suffer one time after another? You know, and what again God would say, I'm with you. Whatever situation you're facing, I am with you. And you know, some of God's greatest works, some of God's greatest things that he's done is because people have gone through them difficult journeys. We've been looking at Old Testament um, sort of stories. Daniel, he had to go to the lion's den. God could have stopped that. But he had to face them things for God's glory. And often we have to face things that we cannot understand, but God reveals his love for us and to other people. The other thing I thought was really interesting, this isn't part of my talk, but you know God's timing. Them Roman people them Roman people who were in charge, they thought they had all the power. 
They thought they made all the decisions. They were only pawns in God's game of chess. God intended this baby, and it was it was prophesied in Micah 5, verse 2, you can look at this, 700 years, I think it was before, that this baby was going to be born in Bethlehem. And the Romans, they didn't know that, but they thought that they were doing things for their purposes, for their good, but God was so many steps ahead of them. I only say that because some things that you go through, you might say, why God, why now? Although we can't see it at the time, God has a purpose and a plan why it happens at that time. I know, I know we wrestle with the fact that we were married 11 years without children. And I probably, Claire thought, well, that was, you know, what was all that about? We wanted them. But I believe Grace and Chloe came at the right time, the perfect time for us as a family, even though we might question things. So God's timing is right on point. But, you know, tell God if you're cross. Tell God if you're angry. He wants to hear from you. Don't go quiet on him, but God does know best. Right, next story we're going to go on to. The wise men's journey. This is um, not me, Matt, before you say. This is, <laughs> this is um, Albert Einstein. Um, thought the uh, most wise man that I could think of in the story. Now, this wise man journey, what the wise men, we don't know if it's three, it could have been. Um, this journey, how many miles, we don't know. But again, it's estimated that it was probably over 2,000 miles that they went. Now, I would say that these wise men had quite a lot more luxury in their travel than what, um, than what Mary and Joseph did but it was still an incredible act to go and search for the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Again, they knew scripture. They knew that a star was coming and they knew that this baby was going to be very important, that he was going to be King of the Jews. And they travelled all this way to catch a glimpse of this person. So what can we learn from the wise men? What can we learn from their trip that they did? And I thought the first thing is that, you know, they used the gifts that they had. They used their intellect. They used um, the fact that they saw the signs, that they knew that this person was going to be special. You know, and God has given us all gifts to use. God has given us things that we can either keep to ourselves or we can use to bless and help other people. And it's really important that we do use our gifts, both um, for the benefit of the wider um, people. But the other thing that I thought was so um, important, I've got this quote um, that I'd just like to share with you. Closeness to Christ brings an awareness of our failings and our need for help. Close, closeness to Christ also brings peace, courage and joy, and it leads us into a life of integrity. We have no need to pretend in anything. 
that's freedom. I want to just just want to just just um, repeat that. Closeness to Christ brings with it an awareness of our failings and our need for help. Closeness to Christ also brings courage and joy, and it leads us into a life of integrity. We have no need to pretend in anything. That's freedom. And you know, why do I say that there was a closeness that they had? The reason being, you know, if you look at that passage, they decided to change course of where they were going. They were meant to be going back because Herod the king, um, who they met before, he didn't have good intentions on Jesus. And they decided to go back via a different route because they had a dream not to go back that way. You know, and it's very important, I believe, in our own lives that we have that closeness to God so we can hear his voice and know where we should be going whether in life's journeys or them little decisions or the big decisions that we need, it's so important that we're in God's place at the right time. Do you remember what happened to poor old Jonah? He went out of sync and God had to bring him back to where he needed to be. And sometimes I think all of us will know that there's times when we've not heard the voice because we're so preoccupied with life and we haven't got that closeness to God. And I wonder perhaps that we're talking to someone here this morning who's lost that closeness with God, who you can't hear the voice because the world's trappings and all of the stuff that goes on is so noisy that we, it's hard to hear. And I think through the wise men, it's really important to learn to just stay close and also have that discernment. I think discernment is probably one of the best gifts to have, to be wise in our decision-making, to know what's the right thing to do at the right time. You know, and if you don't think that God speaks very clearly to us, well, he does, and he does it in so many ways. And he can still do use that same format through dreams, through visions. He can speak powerfully through the Bible, through other people. He can do it through speakers. Even this morning, in my notes this morning, I just wanted God just to confirm something with me. I don't know whether Alison's got time, had time to look at the Bear Grylls. We do as a life group the Bear Grylls, and it's not in date order. We've done it, we started at a certain time and we now are on the 4th because we're in the month and it's the 4th of um, December. Today's main headline was I will be with you. And it was all talking about Moses who said, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. I'm no good at this job. I can't do it. How can you expect me to do this? I can't speak, I've got this stammer, I'm no good. And God says, no, you you can't do it, but I will be with you. You know, now if that was unusual, some people might say, oh, it's just a coincidence. It's amazing how many times these coincidences happen, that God speaks right at the right time 
just to encourage us, to love us, to speak right into them situations. You know, and in your, whatever situation you're in, God will want to speak right into them situations. God will right, want to come straight in and encourage you if you're feeling fearful. He want to give you peace if you are not at peace. So really important to stay close to him so we can hear these things. What about the last story? The shepherds. Now, in, in, in them days, this story is found in um, Luke 2, 8, verse 20, if you wanted to know where it was. That's not on there. I won't, won't read it. But these shepherds were very ordinary folk. They were um, classed as probably not a very high intellect. They were pr- probably got a very... Um, not the lowest of society, but they certainly weren't regarded in high esteem. Who did God choose to reveal his son the first? It was the shepherds. What an incredible experience they had. Just in their, in their um, fields. Do you know, they had so many emotions in a short time. Imagine this host of angels coming while they were quietly talking to themselves, the fear that these people would have had, and then the joy as they travelled to go and meet Jesus, then when they finally met Jesus, then when they came back and said, look at all these things we've happened. Imagine all the roller coaster of events that them shepherds had. And that reminds me that can often be like our journey. There can be highs, there can be lows. But you know, the, the good news that the gospel message is, is for all people. It's for rich, for poor. It's for old, for young. It's for black, for white. For all people. And I think God just wanted to show how much he loved people. He wanted to go to them very shepherds and just reveal something of his incredible gift. What did they do? Just imagine that you were told this news. You've got the sheep in the fields. What did they do? They left that. They realised what the important thing was to do. These angels had said that this has happened. They left and went and worshipped Jesus. You know, in, in life's journey, in all our daily journey, in all the things, it's very easy, even when we've been told just how wonderful God is, it's very easy to stay with the sheep. It's very easy to stay with what we're doing in the busy of our life and not go and just worship Jesus. And I would honestly say that in your Christian experience, if you're not having time just to go and worship Jesus, you are missing out so much. Because if church, if your Christian experience is about just coming here on a Sunday morning, it's not great. That's not going to keep you going. It might just keep you above the line, but actually just worshipping Jesus, just spending time with him, 
just allowing his goodness, his mercy and his love just to reveal just how great he is. That's where you get life changing and you see something about how great God is. I bet you they came back from that place where they'd met Jesus and they were on absolutely in an incredible place. But I believe that's available to all of us. We can just go and spend time with God and he reveals something of his amazingness to us, which is absolutely incredible. So I'd encourage all of you, just and myself, to just go and worship Jesus. And I would like to say, honestly, it's such an easy place to get out of the habit of doing. So easy for all of us. And I believe that just because, just like this Jesus who wants you and God wants you to have a life that's life to the full, there's dark forces which will do anything that they can to stop you spending time with Jesus. They will do anything. They will put things in your life. They will put materialism in your life. They will put, they will put difficulties in your life. He will put good things in your life so you concentrate on them. But you know, I believe that the world's trimming you'll be very much like without spending this time, you'll be very much like Robbie Williams. It looks great, all these things that you can have, but they fall short. And without spending that time, there's still an ache. There's still a hole in our soul which doesn't feel quite full. The next thing that the shepherds did, if you look at the story, they shared their story. These were people who were probably people who weren't used to, you know, to, they probably kept themselves to the, so they probably didn't feel confident about going. But this news was so good that they had to share it. And, you know, our journeys are the same. That, you know, we go through difficult things. I mean, I was, bless him, Godfrey had to go with poor mum this week, that journey would have been horrendous. You know, she's in agony with her face and she had to have it, um, she had to have this um, drained and lanced. That journey was, was not nice. You know, but we actually, even in our not nice things that we, we can share, God helped me in that situation. God was with me in that situation. I felt God's peace in that situation. And some of our journeys sharing with our friends is just sharing life. So I struggle with these things. I found that thing difficult, but God really helped me. I went through this and my Christian friend just did this for me because they loved me and cared for me. And you know, I believe just like them shepherds had a story of good news, something about we too have that story. And you know, I think there's a lot of people who we just assume who don't want to hear our story. But they do. But be sensitive. Sometimes we just have to listen to the people. Sometimes God says, don't talk, just listen. Just like the wise men, God told them to go a different way. God will reveal times to say 
and times to be quiet. So just a recap of this story. If nothing else, I want you to know that God is with you. God, Emmanuel, whatever you face, whatever you do, God is with you. To know that God is there in the difficult times when he can do amazing things, but he's also in the times that we enjoy, times of where it is good. Note that God is in control, not powerful so-called nations. God is in control. I ask God that all of us use our gifts to help the people around us, to help our church, to help the neighbours we're in. I pray that we can all, with God's help, stay close to him so that we can hear God's direction for our lives. I pray that if we've lost that excitement, we can have that excitement just to go back and spend time with God in his presence and worship him. And I also pray that all of us will just feel that God will help us just share our story about him with others. Let's just have a time of prayer and just quietness. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the Christmas stories. I thank you for these journeys and how they can reveal to us so many things. I thank you for our own individual journeys and I thank you that you know where each person here in this room is right now. Thank you that you don't only know about them, that you're interested in it and you want to help, you want to encourage, you want to make sure we're on the right path. Thank you that you do love us and care for us. Thank you for the white times that we've known you speak right into situations. Thank you for the times that you encourage us through other people. Thank you for the times that you just Bible verses just come at us that speak so powerfully to us as well. And I, dear Lord Jesus, I just pray that you will help us to spend time with you. Help us just to long to be in your presence. And I pray also that you will long also help us to just share our faith with other people. And I thank you for the heart of New Life Church's um, folk. I thank you that they love their neighbours. I thank you we think of people like Bannum Drive, we think of all the other, the, the, the football groups, the Abbey Footprints, all the stuff that goes on. I just pray that you will reveal your love to all them people who we have such passion for to see them get to know and love you. Help them, we pray. And help us as a group of your people. Just bless us and use us for your glory and for your power and for the extension of your kingdom. In Jesus' name. Amen.